Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Without Context podcast. Uh, we're inching towards that 30th episode. Yeah. Getting close. It would have been And look who we got back! It would have been it this week, me. but uh, last week we had a very weird schedule across everybody. So. Yeah. First uh, week yeah. of this for 20-something weeks in, that's not bad. It's a pretty good... Especially in, into 2022. We've missed one happier. literally because our... We missed one literally because Sharky's on vacation, and we missed another one because everyone had a hell week. Yeah. What can you do? Uh, so we have our usual hosts back. United in it feels so good. <laughs> Fuck Hello. you! I didn't. I didn't sing it. Peaches and cream. Peaches and anyway. cream. Peaches and cream. Anyway. <laughs> I was like, I don't. I don't understand. I'm just. I'm just a sleepy uh, blanket leaf. <laughs> so today's topic, we've decided. Uh, once again. 20 minutes before before the show starts. Uh, it's role-playing. Um, and uh, across different forms of uh, how we do it, most of us, uh, two of us here are DMs, myself and Sharky, and Haley, I assume, would like to try at some point. Yeah. Um, so we, we have that side covered, and then we also have uh, the other side covered uh, with Haley and myself. Because I play, I actually play quite a bit. Uh, compared to what most people think of me. Um, and Sharky plays sometimes, too. This is not, like art roleplay in the context of Dungeons and Dragons. Let me just... <laughs> I eh. feel like... Let them think what they want. Yeah, and the, so... different, uh, the different styles that it can take, which we'll yeah. talk about. Let let people think what they, what they want when I say roleplaying. <laughs> um, I guess I'll start. Because um, I... I have the distinction of mostly being the one here who does uh, most more role playing because I play two characters in Sharky's game, and then I also DM uh, a lot. Um, so it's for me, it's really interesting being uh, like I said, having those two halves of my brain and having to decide who's going to say something in this moment and who isn't, um, and differentiating between uh, Two's Timber and uh, Salvador's is also challenging in my head sometimes um who's, i naturally sounded like pil- two who's piloting the meat skeleton is it the gun elf or is it the turtle druid <laughs> um and it's interesting because like i i was like half asleep on saturday so two naturally came out more than salvador did just because two was i've been half asleep role-playing and it's been it's just two i'm just like <laughs> Hey guys, how are you doing? Yeah, because you like rolled up after like being out, and you were like, "I'm tired." <laughs> I told my other group guys, "I'm sorry, I love you guys. I'm gonna sleep. It's been a hell week for me. <laughs> I don't know how I squeezed out. I don't know how I. I frankly don't know how I squeezed out uh that game, Sharky." Yeah, it was a. Uh, it ran kind of short because we also started uh later than usual. Uh, mm-hmm. just kind of BSing, and uh, I guess I can segue into the talk about it. Um, the role playing that we do for my campaign does kind of take more of the written route on the Discord and channels and everything, because we have such a limited time to play on Saturdays. Uh, it can't really dedicate it to the full experience, I would say, and the time needed to really like develop things. Um, we we really have to get that action action in there. But it's 
it's been helping because the sessions that we play can lean more towards, you know, the action or the social encounters or anything like that. And uh, some slight role playing for me, which is harder to do, like on the go, like being a DM, people are like, oh, it's, you know, you have to role play all the NPCs. And it's like, I understand that I'm still just bad at it at times. <laughs> but uh, it's a, having it's a learning it, skill, having it in the discord with everything like between this event and the next event where it's just a party kind of talking with each other. And then on Fridays, it's like, all right, role plays over. This is going to lead into the session. Mm -hmm. It gives you guys like a week to kind of like write out stuff and interact as your characters for a change longer than our sessions would allow. And, um, uh, and even, even when we have like uh, a combat or social encounter, uh, like I, I, I think back to when Salvador, at, when we were killing uh, Flory's like a, a shade of Flory's husband, and I'm just sitting there with the gun, like, do it, do it, Flory. Like, you still get raw ass moments like that. It's just like, shoot it, shoot your husband's ghost. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so it's kind of like 50 50. It's, uh, the sessions are more of the action, and the week leading between them is more of the role play. And I think it's more fulfilling. Um, I'd love to see how our friend Wiffles does it, because from what I understand, she strictly plays text-based D&D. Like, they don't do, like, in-person sessions or anything like that, at least from what I get. It's just strictly text chat with dice rolls in it. Oh, that's interesting. So I think it's more freeing, in a way, where it's like, hey, it's your turn, and you can reply whenever, and you don't have to really worry about it, because it's not going to be, like... uh. Charlie, Haley, Charlie, Haley, Charlie, Haley, Wiss, Decca, me. It's not going to be like this constant thread of stuff happening. If it's going to be like, hey, it's your turn. Reply when you can. That person replies. Oh. The next person replies. Nobody can interject after that turn. Hmm. So it's a constant like stepladder down. So you don't um, miss anything when it comes back to your turn. And there's so, this fucking gnat fun fact. around. Welcome to my world, Sharky. Right on the get it, get wall. it. Get it, Sharky, get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well done. Um, so I played uh I actually got my start playing D D like four ish, five ish years ago, uh doing text based roleplay actually. So I have a little bit of experience in in this regard. That's that's me too. <laughs> in yeah. high school I discovered the the old the ancient texts of Yahoo chat room roleplay. ICQ. <laughs> and then No, I didn't I wasn't old enough for ICQ. Um I uh, I was it was Yahoo chat rooms and then like eight months into that it was MySpace with the role playing profiles. Uh-huh. And then it's like just kind of evolved from there. Feel like we're losing Haley. <laughs> no, no, I it's it it feels like as always you two have this like extensive background <laughs> on this thing, and I'm like, this is my first time ever doing any sort of RP anything. But are ever, you having fun? I'm though? like, oh my god, I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> See, what That's makes the fun thing? I literally like. I feel like, especially like, I didn't. I don't think I really got into the the role play aspect of the server until I went like I was on my month long hiatus with the podcast and doing stuff at home. And I think 
I was kind of shy and hesitant to it because like my character is showing up to this two year campaign two years late with a Starbucks. And I'm just like, you guys have your own <laughs> shit going on. And like your characters all know each other. I'm just here to provide you healer support, <laughs> like literally. And then I didn't feel like it was my place to be in any sort of RP. And then Charlie went, no, Nope. I'm not that that's not okay. I'm romancing your character. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and what then, makes it fun for that's what makes it fun for me as a DM when it's like the players are like, we're gonna do this, because then it's like, oh, that's a new dynamic now. Dragging you yeah. into dragging you into the game, kicking and screaming. <laughs> well, I don't I don't necessarily I wasn't kicking and screaming. I was kind of like that gif of like David Te- or like that like looking through the window being like, I wish that could be me right now. That would be so fun. I want to be able to do that stuff. But like, I'm the new kid. No one really knows me. They've been playing these characters forever. Mm-hmm. That feels like a lot of space to occupy that I feel like I haven't earned. And if that sounds familiar to my character in the game, it's because I'm not really pretending. <laughs> I'm just playing myself, but taller and stronger and hotter. Um, to, to be fair, I don't think Amara's done anything in text chat. And Bang only showed up to crawl out of Two's backpack and then crawled back in and has disappeared again. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, and and Charlie has been great because I know he's wanted me to have like a D and D experience like this since he got me into playing D and D. Because like, what really got me into it was Critical Role, and I was like, this is like a real thing you could do with your friends. That sounds like so much fun. <laughs> and I've played D&D with other groups, but it's like running modules. So you just kind of like read things from the textbook and you just play it. And he's like, you got to get in on this game. And I'm like, I'm not going to get in on this game unless Sharky specifically tells me he wants to play in this game. But I just sat there for weeks like, maybe if I become good enough friends with Sharky, he'll let me <laughs> play in his game. And then you did. <laughs> and um, he specifically knows how to, Charlie specifically knows how to provoke a reaction out of me. And we've been <laughs> playing chicken with each other in that method in the RP chat. And I'm getting a little bit more confident in doing stuff with that. But like right now, I'm definitely, now that Ophelia is drunk on the ground and petting a chicken, I'm just going to be like, all right, it's time for her to just shut the fuck up <laughs> and stay shutted the fuck up for a while. <laughs> Well, the roleplay that happened as, like, the romance was, like, building to, like, the point of happening. Like, the entire server was, like, watching. And then when <laughs> you all, when the characters kissed, it was, like, the first thing I had ready to go was the Eric Andre, like... <laughs> and, and it's just, like, everybody had, like, reaction, like, gifts ready to go. It's like, yeah. And it's like, because like, we're, I... we're invested. I did not realize, like, the entire server was watching. I just thought it was, like, me and Charlie shooting the shit on a, on a thread <laughs> in the server until he mess Like, we're messaging each other on Facebook Messenger to be like, oh, you sick bitch, how dare you do that? <laughs> um, and then he's like, you do realize that, like, everyone's watching this. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, the pressure to perform. So <laughs> The anxiety's um, kicking in. <laughs> and, now, and now that... Um, Charlie Echo and I regularly hang out. Now we have the the fun triad of Atticus, Ophelia, and Wist. Yeah, <laughs> we're oh, plotting. But no, my it's, favorite it's throuple been... in D anD. <laughs> One of these days we'll go when we finish the campaign. I'll sit down and just talk 
about the plot like development for everybody listening to this podcast so they have the full context of everything going on i don't even know the full context of what's going on and i think that is make like that's presenting a fun like role play opportunity because like me and my character don't know what the hell is going on (laughs) at any minute of of that entire campaign she knows we both know like heal people when they hurt uh everybody wants to kill you and you just have to feel okay about that and it's it's been interesting talking with echo now with like the the miss the misunderstanding that was ongoing between our two characters in terms (laughs) of atticus charlie's Uh character and it's been it's made me give more of a shit about my characters now that i'm like oh i have to sit and like think in her head how she would react to certain things and how that impacts like combat for her because like right now she's obviously got a pretty heavy atticus bias and she's gonna have to sort of confront that if someone else is hurt and atticus is hurt at the same time it's gonna be like (laughs) fuck <laughs> i can't just be like gotta go save my maybe boyfriend i have to treat everybody equally and then the latest thing that she's kind of one of the main reasons she's currently drunk on the floor petting a chicken is wist very innocently was like atticus loves you and she's like we've known each other for two weeks <laughs> but you almost died how many times <laughs> just like i don't know how to feel about that whole situation and it's it's been fun um just having that extra layer of the game because now i'm like invested in the plot even though i don't really know what's going on (laughs) you have a you have a second half of you have part two of the plot you don't have part one of the two plots i Haley has pieced some things together ophelia has had some other shit going on with her that she's trying to figure out herself and it's not going great (laughs) i actually really I actually really like that um, that Ophelia did show up a, like a day late with Starbucks um, <laughs> because that helps me as a player who has two different PCs invested in this, like kind of refreshes Jeremy's mind of like, okay, this is what's going on here. This is how two would react. This is how Salvador would react. Um, so yeah. it, it, it is unique. And I, I, I do appreciate the addition of you and like uh, some of the other people who have showed up over time. It's and, uh the uh, last two yeah, additions to the campaign uh were Me you and, and yeah you and Alvin, uh yep. and you guys kind of fill the slots that uh Amara and Bang aren't around to fill anymore in terms of like the party numbers. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just not sure if people. It's I need to check with them to see if like they still wish to play or not because it seems like every time I post the uh you know schedule and everything. i just don't hear anything and i know that for the longest time i was messaging amara being like hey you know we're playing saturday because i don't think they check the thing often but i do kind of want them back because i do want them to have chances to role play and develop mm-hmm. i don't know how well i can tie like their personal goals in this late i mean i've tied a little bit of bang story into the campaign from what they give but amara has no backstory She's literally just a tabaxi rogue who is just there for the ride. To be and, fair, uh, that's because we made we made those characters for a one shot. That was true. But uh, I'm scared. Bangs to too experience. Have a backstory in your fucking campaign. I'm scared of it. <laughs> but Bangs' experience has been: we're going to the Underdark. We're coming out of the Underdark. They come out of the backpack after weeks away to find themselves in another dimension. 
and then they come back and it's like this cobalt has no idea what's going on <laughs> like this cobalt's in its own world right now yeah but, uh, i i've learned very quickly just from observing uh the other characters and like interacting with them in game like in role play like thank fucking god i gave her very little backstory <laughs> like i'm coming from from paylor school to complete my practical as part of my graduate studies and then i'm gonna go home when we're done here and i might have a rival from school but like part of me is like absolutely like crossing all of my fingers that my school rival is like interning for Millet, because that would be the funniest, <laughs> funniest thing. Just being like, "What are you doing here, you rat bastard?" It's just, it's just, it's just them with like a stick. Like it's just them and Millet's just there. Like, you want to, you want to make an A kid? <laughs> like, no. I think that would just be personally hysterical for me just to be like, "Oh, that one, that one unnamed NPC I gave Sharky is just interning for the ultimate evil of this campaign." It would just be like. You what's, would. <laughs> what's so funny is seeing, for the first time, a character who at the beginning had all their shit together, had a living family, had goals, and then they get thrown into a typical D and D adventure and just witnessing like the breakdown of that character like in real that, time. That or, has been somewhat cathartic on like a personal level because. A, Ophelia is kind of helping me work through, I wouldn't call it trauma exactly, but like through some of the like worst parts of being a graduate student <laughs> and like what that means to a person. Cause like all those breakdowns she's having are like breakdowns I've had, like not necessarily that like, like I had to save the world as a graduate student, like absolutely not. <laughs> but you definitely have moments where like something hits you when you're a student, you're just like, let me just drink this whole last bottle of wine and then just get on with my day, I guess. Um, and just like dealing with like her coming into a group of people that have a lot of like pre-established relationships and like trying to find her niche in that has been an interesting exploration for myself. And, and you just found a boyfriend anytime. and a dad. <laughs> I apparently now have a boyfriend and a dad and two people that she's like, are these my new like, trauma bonded best friends and like Gwen and Wisp and uh she's just now kind of figuring out like oh shit I've had it really great in my life compared to what all of these people have been through I I, I shouldn't be having these kind of emotional reactions that I'm having because like everyone literally everyone around me has it worse than me right now and I keep crying about everything. So that's been a, a personal thing for me as well. It's just like, cause I do that shit all the time. And reminds, no, you go ahead. Uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, an old tweet from Liam O'Brien where he's like, where he's like, why does everyone always have trauma? And it's like, Oh, Hey Billy, you want to, you want to go kill vampires? No, fuck you. I want to work on this farm. <laughs> yeah. It's like Ophelia as a character. It's like, the level one like everything is good everybody has it all together and it's happy and then like the exciting event like kills everybody close to them and that's why they become an adventurer mm -hmm. <laughs> so Ophelia has that story but like 
nine hours in into time. the game. <laughs> like she, like I, when I was talking with you about her initially, like I wanted her, I wanted to be very clear that like all the levels that she would have going into this campaign, like she got while doing stuff for school in like a controlled, safe environment. environment. This is her her first foray into quote unquote the real world, and she might not have had a traumatic backstory coming into this because like she never wanted to be an adventurer she's there for school and like the adventuring part of it was like an optional thing and she's like of course i'm going for that extra credit i have to be the best at everything and so she's kind of getting her traumatic backstory as the campaign moves on as she's helping people like come to terms with some of their traumatic backstory she's getting her own which is really funny <laughs> and if you, if you do not have a, tra a traumatic backstory one will be provided for you <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know if it was that same tweet where it's like, well-adjusted people don't become adventurers. Yeah. And I don't think, even after now that she's going to be not well-adjusted, I feel like she's not going to want to ever be an She's just like, I don't know if this shit is for me or not, but uh, she's going to suck it up and do everything she can to help this group, even if the group tries to shoot itself in the foot at every opportunity. <laughs> uh-huh. Like the idiot tunnel. I it's like... had two different Ophelia loses it speeches drafted for <laughs> RP this week. And to my express shock, the goblin talked her down. <laughs> I really do I appreciate thought he was going to uh... say something crass and set her off, but he was like, no, like shit happens. And that like, she's just like, huh, you're right. And I did not expect that. So I was not prepared for doc to actually talk sense to the cleric. If uh, if I was around, I think Salvador would have slapped the bottle out of your hands. Like, it's fine. This is how adventuring works, kid. And I like the uh, like, evolution of Doc uh, from campaign, from the campaign start of the camp, the the first campaign with Salvador, to his point now, where he's like really leveled into what he wants him to be. After, uh -huh. after role playing, it's like he was just this chaotic, like scientist goblin. But then it's like, oh look, I've get, he's injected this backstory. He has a goal now, and he's like leveled out a little bit. The first session with with Doc and that year of Skull's crew, he was throwing bombs around. Like he's just like, I'm just throwing bombs around. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and me, the player is like, dude, chill. You're gonna fucking capsize the ship. <laughs> yeah, there was a. There was a there was a growth from just I don't know what I'm doing with this character besides you know chaotic goblin to mm -hmm. it's like hey I'm like this other team dad now you know if I'm the crazy uncle <laughs> the lion uncle as it were yeah it, it's like is with a campaign that goes on for about two for over about two years now there's a lot of time to really develop you know who your character is and that field you have for them because comparing now to the start of both campaigns everybody was drastically different uh you also to a degree you also can't just go like i'm using doc as the example here but this could be anybody's game you can't just always be the ha, i'm so crazy like for a two-year long-form campaign because that yeah. gets old very fast and i it's, think uh... i think doc uh, or his his player had like that come to jesus moment and that's when he like talks to you about it yeah, so we, when we sat down to like really like develop his backstory and everything, I think it gave him kind of like a direction to go with. Because uh, that's really all that a lot of people need 
to start role playing in D anD D, whether it be in person or in text chat, is that you need just kind of a direction to go. It's like, what is the goal? What's the goal here? And then kind of shaping your character around that uh, to a degree. You know, it's uh, like with uh, with Ophelia right now, it's like, you know, I just wanted to learn, uh, you know, cleric stuff. And now it's like, I got to do this. But it's like, I have all these like broken people around me now. So it's like, I yeah. don't want to, I don't want to be in this situation but I'm here now. So yeah, it's as you were saying that I was trying to think of like what Ophelia's central goal besides go home alive <laughs> at the end of this thing is just when we talked about her, I asked you like, what was a niche like that could be filled in this party? That and I was useful. just instantly like cleric. They need cleric. a cleric. <laughs> because, and it worked out because my comfort zone in D and D is a support because I, I don't like taking a sort of like a leadership role in D&D and clerics just like, I don't have to worry about being necessarily like good at combat mechanics. I don't necessarily have to be like, like thinking about like, how do I make the most out of my character so they do the most damage possible? I can sit there and go, how can I be the best helper I can for this party? And that is such character bleed into Ophelia where she's like, how can I be the most help to this group of people at any given moment and whether that's through like a cure wound spell or like with Atticus like obviously she likes him but she's also like this is somebody who is broken and while it's going to probably crush me as a person if I'm his necessary character development to move past this thing of grief I'm gonna have to just be that person like she fully expects that he's gonna like come to his senses at one point and be like, I've gotten all that I need from you so I can move on in my life in a healthy sort of way. And she's just sort of mentally preparing for that. <laughs> and she, like her, one of her character traits is like, I will do anything it takes to help someone, no matter the personal cost. And I took that personally. And that's how I play her <laughs> in any moment. I don't, she's, she definitely struggles with like her own like selfish tendencies, but she is sort of realizing like this is a group of extremely broken people and I'm mm -hmm. going to do everything I can to keep them together because my God literally told me this group, the world depends on the success of this group and she'll break herself into a billion pieces if they can, if it'll launch them forward. So yeah. it's going to be fun playing her moving forward. <laughs> it's like a Alvin. It's like Alvin coming to like a realization with his character too because he didn't have a backstory for Calum aside from you know a former inquisitor and then it was like okay you know they they get cleaned out there's a new order so he's not in it anymore you know he's going to meet you guys in this town where they also met Ophelia so it's like okay cool we go to a new location we introduce the new characters and we start that up and then uh seeing him like role play recently like being like the Pretty much being like the the Maze Hughes like dad to Ophelia. It's like mm -hmm. this is my like prized cleric daughter. <laughs> but then it's also like those moments of like where Kalen's just like you know I just want to help people now. Like I'm tired of doing the other thing. It's like that was seeing that stuff. I was like he's just doing that now. That's just something Alvin's doing now. Like that's he's shaping Kalen's like end goal here. So yeah. it's like it's just really cool. Give it. I think having like 
just the freedom to do that in our discord rather than having to do it in game for a short period of time that we have is definitely uh, giving people a lot more opportunity to like open up about uh their characters in ways that they probably wouldn't have time or my uh offers to do like in session mm-hmm. so i've also always been kind of more of a combat or encounter heavy dm not more of a role play one so i think moving forward even with the next campaign and how the next campaign set up having just the text channels for you all to use between obvious like encounter sessions that we play definitely uh eases the balance so it doesn't feel like people are missing out it it's i i think that's kind of how our 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 uh dming style is different sharky cuz i absolutely like hey what are you guys doing in this moment hey what are you doing hey what are you doing like very much trying to make herd herd my cats making sure they're <laughs> you know at least i give them the opportunity to be active in the world like i want to press this lever okay this happens um and uh i and next as of recording next thursday actually uh i'm going to be dming probably for a prolonged period of time where we usually have like a three hours and you know text channels to go through i'm actually i actually have to remember like no no give them an opportunity to role play we have we have plenty of time we're not we're not hurting for time here because i think we're also doing like an adult sleepover at that time too so (laughs) that's also pretty cool um I feel like and, it's easier for me in person to do that roleplay because when I was the campaign that is the prelude to this one, basically, that kind of set like the backdrop to this campaign, the one that we had to stop playing. Um, we were playing Friday nights for six hours, so oh, we'd get yeah. off. We'd get off of work. We'd sit down at like seven thirty, and we'd play until like two in the morning. So it would give us time to do, you know, the combat because that party was eight. Was that party was seven people at the table? Jesus fucking Christ! So, I mean, I do that now. I keep doing that to myself. But um, it was that at a table, and it was our first time playing fifth edition, and people were still learning, you know, the rules and all that. And uh, so the six hours really gave us a lot of time to do combat, and then like three hours of straight role play. And I can looking through my own notes, I can definitely tell that I did more role play in person. I think the time constraint uh definitely does something for me to not have that same kind of energy to do it. Cause I like, you know I like being in person, I can have more body language and stuff with it. So if it's just like kind of talking uh to people, like I don't feel like I get the same kind of fulfillment out of it. So seeing it all between you guys in chat is definitely worth it. And leaving those three hours to just be like the big set pieces. I think is a fun little balance for me. Mm -hmm. I know for me, it's been nice sort of because like this is my first like dipping of the toe into any sort of like character role play. Yeah. Uh, Having the text channels because it kind of gives me a minute to sort of like collect my thoughts and make sure I'm communicating in the way that I want to is nice versus kind of having to think more on my feet, as I would imagine if you're doing it in person. And that's just like a me wanting to have control over a situation. I don't feel like I always have control over. <laughs> wow. What does that sound like? My D&D <laughs> character. <laughs> um, so I, I like having the text threads because it gives me a minute to kind of like, take in what they say and have my own like personal reaction to it 
and then be like, okay, this is what I would do. What would Ophelia do? Which they're basically the same thing at this point. Because like, I may have been playing D&D for several years, but I still feel like I don't really know what I'm doing. Moment, moment. Nobody does. Um, cool. <laughs> I, can't wait, I can't wait for Ophelia to put on a black wig and some bird wings and play the same character in our next campaign. <laughs> it's, no, 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 no. Um, I, I, I'm trying really hard to have Jet, my next character, be a little bit outside of my comfort zone. I'm still, he's still going to be a support class, like a bard, because I'm too scared to do <laughs> any sort of not support thing. But um, his main inspiration, uh, like character inspiration is like Peter Baelish. Like, I don't want him to be nice. And it's so funny because as soon as I started talking about like, oh, I'm going to play a bird bard, everyone's like, we must protect the bird bard. I'm like, <laughs> the burb. <laughs> you're already falling for his flap and he's not even real yet. So I'm hoping I can sort of step out of my comfort zone of just anxiety people yeah. and have a little bit more of a confident sort of morally gray character. Cause I don't think you'll let me have a be for me but um, we had a i don't know if you watched that episode, or what do you mean i don't know if you watched the episode where we talked to noah um but i think it was before or after we recorded we offered noah to like play D with us and he's like i just want you to know like i play evil characters <laughs> so, I, I, i'm just like straight up i'm gonna step out of that one because i don't like evil campaigns it's like i'm that person like, who can't be mean in the renegade run big mood i i i'm talking a big game for jet but i'm hoping the sort of character journey he'll have is kind of like softening his icy exterior to kind of let himself be vulnerable again after some of his backstory stuff. So like he's going to start off like a hardened asshole, but, but echo is already like, I'm designing a character to romance your character. <laughs> Cause I was like, it's another no, I'm... cause I'm like, no, because I feel like, and this is just like a me having an anxiety disorder sort of thing. My name is literally anxiety lasagna. I have a lot of layers. Um, I feel like I'm taking up a lot of space having like this new character come in and deal Atticus from Whisk because like I stand <laughs> by the fact that that I, I I feel like that's what happened and they can tell me all they want that that's not what happened but that's what happened. Atticus and... stole Atticus stole Whisk from two. It's fine. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Whisk. That's all I'm gonna say about that. So campaign campaign two. No, it way. was. Like when we when I got Wiss's backstory and like the the connection between Atticus and Wiss, it just became like this group is gonna protect the goat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Until Sunshine Angel Baby rolls in, like, hello, I'm here uh, in my brand new unused adventure pack with like the tag still on my nice new rope. Yeah. So the first meeting between Wiss and Tulio, they both became bears. <laughs> Julio <laughs> shifted to a bear and Wistful shaped into a bear and it's like bears. <laughs> but yeah, so bears, I bears, bears, I'm bears. hopeful that I'll be able to sort of have a character that still has like parts of myself in it, because I feel like that's the only way you can like really truly be authentic in that sort of way. But mm -hmm. not just me basically self-inserting myself into a DD &D campaign. So I'm like Jet hopefully will do that, but for now, I still gotta figure out what the hell is going on with Ophelia. Like, she's because, like, my gut is like, why is she even still here? Like, why wouldn't she just go home at this point? Like, she's overwhelmed. 
<laughs> she doesn't really know how she's even like making an impact on this group right now. Like it seems like Atticus is just flagrantly against the idea of being alive. And <laughs> he is. And Wist is just this impulsive, like, child like person. And it's like, now I'm responsible for this little being too, because you remind <laughs> me of my younger brother. And she just doesn't feel like she pulls her weight in that group. And part of her is like, maybe I should just go home and I'd be out of their way and I can make sure that my family's safe. But at the same time, like Paylor himself was like, you got to help these people. So she's, she's got a lot going on in her brain right now. But... I just can't wait until, I just can't wait until Ophelia has to tell Atticus that he got cooked by Paylor. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've started laying the groundwork with that. Like when we were, when she was talking with Wist, and right, Atticus, was like, you're gonna, oh, like, you have to be very cool about something real you quick. You have to be very cool about something. <laughs> like, cause she, she mentioned to Wist where it's like, I know what it's like to love somebody that <laughs> doesn't feel the same way about you. And she's literally talking about Paylor. <laughs> I imagine she has like a post. If it was like a modern day, it'd be like the Paylor poster, and like she just like rubs the abs when she leaves her room. <laughs> it's just like it's like having a no, not the lady of the poster. It's like having like the boy band crush though, and you're like they're gonna notice me one day, but they like never come to your town. <laughs> so it's I, just the way I envision her relationship with Paylor is like like sort of how when you're which like I'll obviously Ophelia is an extension of myself but like when you're young in like religious education they like make it feel like you have to have like this very important like personal relationship with like Jesus and God and stuff and Ophelia took that literally she's like oh I'm devoting myself to Paylor because I love him like you're supposed to love your deity but she's like okay I need to be in love with this person so that I can fully devote myself to them and she didn't get the memo that it doesn't have to be like that I feel like so you don't have to thirst not only, them. <laughs> yeah, so not only is she dealing with the fact that like she's developing feelings for like a person that's not Paylor, now she feels and she feels she stole that person from Wis. No matter what people are telling her, she feels like the like the the uh, like the person the home wrecker, the whatever. And now she's also like, I'm also cheating on Paylor. <laughs> cheating so, on my literal god. What's a, on my it's literal like, god. Such a weird little love triangle of Asimar sequeling Seder. It's a love square. Love square. Yeah, uh, she... I don't know. She's she's just trying to... She's gonna have to have... The next conversation she's having with Wist is like, I know that Attic... Like, he had no right to tell you that something was dangerous, considering his track record, but you also <laughs> can't just be an idiot about shit either. <laughs> it's... It's really interesting to see um, my character, Salvador's, uh, I'd say, growth. Um, because early on in the, like, when we were making our characters for the Year of Skulls, uh, Sharky, like, dropped all these plot hooks. And of course, no one took any of them, except for, I, I took the one about Atlantis. And I was like, yeah, sure, we'll go with this one. I'll make an elf. They weren't even plot hooks. They were just, like, summaries of, like, locations you could be from. Uh-huh. And so, and Deck is like, that's my backstory. <laughs> I will. I can make a personality around it's like, this. It's like, what part of Atlantis is your backstory? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I eventually made a city. I need. To, I need to actually uh, double up on that. Uh, uh, like, actually make that city. If there's anything our viewers can take away from this, is like, it is really hard to DM you guys at times. <laughs> 
Hey, I literally just... create help you create total society. Like the the meme that was shared before we started recording, it's like, can I provoke can I provoke an attack of opportunity on the cleric to smack me with cure wounds? And I'm just like, I'll allow it because you guys are gonna find a way to do it anyway. Can I heat metal? <laughs> the moment this was like the moment this was like, can I heat metal? And I'm looking at like construct character sheet, and I'm like, uh, no, I don't know if there's a precedent for this. <laughs> And it's like, you know what? It says it object. It says object. We're going to go yep. with object. But then, is the whole thing the creature? And is that chest plate the object? <laughs> like, that's what my brain started. I was like, how can I actually You're rule digging this? too hard about it. It's <laughs> like, is the collective of metal the creature? Or is that piece or is a little, considered a little soul the gem. creature? <laughs> I was just like, God I cast the keep metal on the soul gem itself. Would that work? Yeah, I was just like, God. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> Let me look this up real quick. I, I, I think um, I think before, uh, so there was a moment in the Year of Skulls campaign that uh, Sharky uh, introduced Salvador, and truthfully, me, to the Bailnorn, um, a bunch of elvish liches. And I think before that, Salvador was also kind of just there, TM. He was just on, um, he was just on a frontier adventure. Setting up uh, yeah. colonies on a new continent. Uh, yeah, um, and I think uh, I think when he truly got, because yeah, first session setting up colonies on the on the new frontier. Second session, we're in the beastlands. Yeah, I kind of wrote myself into a planar setting. <laughs> <laughs> so I was it's like, okay. It was. I think I think all of that was also very interesting for Salvador to like see different realities. Um, to kind of get him up to speed on on that sort of thing, because um, I I I envision him as a very intelligent person, uh, not not like you know, or more intelligent than your average fighter who just goes in and whacks stuff with their stick until something falls. Yeah, you have a modifier of three, not one. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, uh, and I think I think when you introduced the Belnorn to uh, Salvador, I was like, oh. I do have a stake in this. Interesting. And then when it the when while, the other group, yeah, it took a while to actually like give it a coherent, like unified plot, because everything about the first campaign was just about the Ashura and all that, and then that kind of got brushed away for this overarching plot. When I realized, like, hey, I can combine these two, and because of what you guys did in the other campaign setting up like atlantis as like a major like change is happening it's just like all right i can i can work with all this i can give everybody kind of like their stake here i'm i'm so excited because i gave sharky a list of relatives that i have or salvador has um and which ones like him and which ones don't like or which ones at the time he left liked him and which ones do not like him <laughs> um and while I don't remember that off the top of my head, it's going to be very interesting to if I see any of them uh, to uh, kind of find out, like, oh, God, I got to shoot my mom? Man, this sucks. <laughs> oh, my God. He left, his, he left his family home in a, in a, in a like, inferno. I feel like one thing that I, one goal that I have for Ophelia now that she's kind of realizing, like, oh, the tangle webs we weave within this party is 
depending on how the final battles shake out, like obviously she wants to like go back to Grauhaven and help rebuild it because she feels pretty fucking responsible for what happened there, even though Paylor said it wasn't her fault. She feels like it was at least a little bit her fault. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and she's going to want to like get everybody's story to kind of like chronicle it so that there's like a cohesive story of like whatever this adventuring party ends up being called, I'll come up with something funny and just be like, here's the full story of like, it started with this and this and this, and this is how it all came together and how we save the world hopefully um and then she's just gonna have to like go home and like graduate from grad school <laughs> you're gonna have a bunch of weird like monstrous races there like yeah go ophelia i literally i literally was talking with carly and echo about this earlier because like i imagine ophelia is like this all of a sudden plain touch child from like a completely human family with their own complex dynamics but her, like, rich, affluent grandparents who have, like, a house on the Riviera or something are throwing this, like, graduation soiree for their magical grandchild. And she rolls up with, like, a turtle, <laughs> the an entourage. elf man, a <laughs> goblin, and a bot. What, what do they call? What do they call Gwyn's race? Oh, uh, blasphemy. Blasphemy. And then just her, like, half-devil boyfriend. Just like, Technically. hi, guys! You know, technically, Gwen's character, uh, Gwen, is also plain touched, just the wrong plane. There'll also be, yeah. if we include Amara and Bang, a pink furred tabaxi and a cobalt who is riding a steel drake. <laughs> yeah, so like, I've been taking all that into account because I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast, but I could talk about it at length. Sharky promised us a relaxing beach episode before that's, that's a whole the other campaign episode. started. <laughs> that's a whole other episode. <laughs> and I didn't get my beach episode, so I'm creating my own beach episode for everybody as like a thank you for letting me play with you. And um, I'm I'm designing a boyfriend for Wisp in uh, Ophelia's brother Hector uh because i feel bad for stealing her stealing uh stealing wisp boyfriend and uh it's it's gonna be good and everybody's gonna live because even if they don't they're gonna live in my one shot <laughs> fight ophelia me. really said fine i'll do it myself, myself. <laughs> <laughs> i haven't that's been that was been what three three four weeks now <laughs> i haven't lived it down it's yep. been longer than that. Yeah, it's, been a, it's been a solid like couple of months. Yeah, I will. I will give you shit about that beach episode until the day <laughs> I die. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but don't nobody's worry. Gonna, nobody's gonna trust the hot springs episode in the next campaign. <laughs> I'm gonna be on edge. First thing I'm gonna do is like I roll an insight check. Are we actually at the hot springs? <laughs> oh, no, oh, I. Man. It's. One other RP point that I don't think, because like the only people like Charlie's known me the longest in that in this group, and I think I set myself up for this subconsciously, but when Ophelia rolled in and like everything almost immediately went to shit when she arrived, and everyone's just like, "Oh my gosh, you're such like a light, just like we need you to be this like shining beacon of hope and just like this little sunshine," and. Haley, the player, has been told that sort of thing in real life. Like, oh, you're such a ray of sunshine. You you brighten every room you go into, which is a really wonderful compliment and also an incredible burden to place yep. on somebody. 
And it's so funny. There was a, I put something in her book of Ophelia channel that you reacted to Sharky as like a, oh my gosh, this is such a like, I'm ready to do this moment. And I wrote it as like a, a very much like, oh my God, her mental state is deteriorating, <laughs> but in a way that fooled everyone around her to thinking like everything's super fine. But on the inside, she's like, I cannot live up to these people's expectations of me. And, and it, what sealed the deal was when she's having this emotional moment with Atticus after Sanguine dies and he starts telling her his life story and stuff with Carmine. And it's like, Carmine never let the duchy break him. And she's just sitting there like, <laughs> well, now I extra can't show a crack. <laughs> and she's she's sitting there like having this mental breakdown because not only has the party gone off to go do something incredibly stupid and she can't help them, the booming voice of some guy is just like, there's outsiders in this city and we're going to fucking kill them. And she's like, great. I fucked up something <laughs> again. And doc just goes, I've been waiting to see when the cracks would start going in your perfect <laughs> sunshiny exterior. And I was like, I want to kill this man. <laughs> How just, dare you soul read her like it's that? Just, it's just the Homer Simpson and the Bart. It's just Ophelia and doc green. Just, ah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she, but, um, and and the way he's talked to her after being like, yeah, we're, everybody's going, has gone through what you're going through right now, and you're going to be okay, was just so out of left field, and Ophelia's just like. The <laughs> Has never drank, never really drank in her life, and now she just chugged an entire bottle of wine and is sitting on the floor with a chicken. I just, I can't I wait this... until Handsome Devil. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait until we get to like the last final few fights and Ophelia runs out of spell slots and all she can do is go ape shit. <laughs> like <laughs> just cast polymorph on her. Alright, go go ape shit. I don't even think she would know what to do. Like if she ran out of spell slots, she would just be like I don't know what level we get divine intervention at, but Love she would me. just be like she would just be like Sun Daddy. Sun Daddy, I need <laughs> you right now more than I've ever needed you ever. And After... it's not even about me, it's about these people. <laughs> After running out of spell slots, it's just the classic, I'm a healer, but <laughs> just the gun. <laughs> Came here to uh, heal, Came, kick, what is it, like kick, kick ass, ass and shoot bubble, bubble gun, gum. but I'm all out of bubble. Oh, and I'm all out of gum. And I'm all out of healing spells. Oh, sorry, Divine Intervention's next level. <gasps> it's on like Donkey Kong, getting Sun Daddy involved. But I you think, also uh, have to roll a 10 on a D100. I know it's not gonna work. I think but I have uh, to believe in the heart of the cards. I think something like this, like all that stuff for like Ophelia, like it really demonstrates like when it comes to role playing, just kind of don't think about it. Like don't try to steer a character's like personality. Just kind of let it, you know, develop. It's like I've seen people so many times who were like, I'm gonna play this kind of character, and it's like they like lock themselves into it. And it's just like, in the situation, it's the people that are always like, oh, that's what he would do. Like, in this situation, it's like, no, man, adjust. I, 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 I'm going to go on my, <laughs> I'm going to go on my fucking soapbox here. I hate, I hate, uh, this is what my character would, ha would do as person. 
because they all are always the asshole of the party. And they're always the, well, yeah, that's how my character would act in this moment. Because he's an asshole. But you oh, don't it have was, to be. It wasn't even one hour after the Battle Royale we got rid of that person. Yeah. So, exactly. We Wait, had a, uh, what? So we had a Valentine's uh, last year. We had a Valentine's Day Battle Royale where uh, mm-hmm. couples would fight each other. It was like uh, five. It was five. It was five teams of two. It was great, and uh, like an arena with like a shrinking, like radius, so they'd have to get into con uh, contest with each other. Mm-hmm. But we had one. We had one player who um, I don't know if it was their first time or not, or if they had played like other games with more people, and they just had like a that group had a more relaxed atmosphere. But they were just like they were playing their character like to a T, but it was like coming off as like rude and obnoxious and all this other stuff. And like I personally apologized to like the server afterwards and everything, oh. and like got rid of them. I was like, you know, I'm gonna start venting people a little bit more. Venting. Um, but you could you couldn't be like a you could be a jerk as a character. But it doesn't have to continually happen. Like not to the, the way detriment of a jerk, another player. Yes, of another player's exactly. Enjoyment. Like you can be your character can be an asshole, but when it's coming out to the point of, it doesn't seem like it's the character. It seems like it's you insulting the other player. Like that's when yeah. the line has to be, you know, Draw. the DM has to step in and be like, "All right, chill out," you know. Like the way Salvador's an asshole. I like to I like to have as, as an example. Because he's, he's uncouth, we'll say. Yeah, yeah. He's a little, he's rough around the edges. Yeah, like, in, there's only really been, like, one or two interactions between Ophelia and Salvador. And even the one that, like, set Atticus off, like, she did not see what Salvador did wrong. Because, like, she's like, oh, this is, like, my professors at school. And, like, even if they're mean to you, you just kind of have to just sit there and take it. Take it, and. Uh, same with Doc to a degree. I mean, Ophelia has a very complicated relationship with Doc ever since the the book incident. Mm -hmm. The book incident (laughs) of my second time playing with you guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That, that, that kind of, that kind of soured Ophelia, but she, but this conversation she just had with him has kind of like, oh, okay. We all, that must have just been like a weird day for him or like, that's on me. Like somehow that was my fault (laughs) that we ended up in this other plane where I couldn't feel the God that made me or whatever. But I, that's like, even in like putting together Jet for next campaign, who I kind of want to be kind of not as like sunshiny friendly, I would like, it never even crossed my mind to be like, well, that's just like what Jet would do. Like, no, I'm one of those people that when I play like a game that has like, you can make mean choices or nice choices. Like I can't make a mean choice. (laughs) What if somebody's feelings get hurt? He's just more like, I'm crafting it carefully so that I can play him as kind of the way that I envision him, but not in a way that inhibits anybody else from having. And I think, I think that's the main idea, right? You want to make sure. You want to make sure your table's having fun. Even the players is the player's responsibility as well as the DM. The DM is there to enforce it, but the players also have that responsibility to each other to make sure that they are all having, they don't yuck each other's yums, as it were. Yeah, yeah. like like when Echo told me, they're like, oh, well, I like two of my however many character ideas are designed specifically to romance <laughs> your bird boy. And I'm like, 
I can I can pivot him to being like a Mr. Darcy sort of guy where he doesn't mean to come off as kind of shitty, but he just doesn't know how to be a person and mm -hmm. he can have that character growth of like, oh shit, if I want to like have meaningful relationships with people, I got to get my head out of my ass. So it all just the hand, hand flex. flex. <laughs> it's my favorite movie. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, when I was a... Uh... When I played in my friend Jake's campaign, which is tangentially related to this one because of my character existing in my other campaign world. So it's like mm -hmm. all these campaigns are like tied together in some way. Mm -hmm. uh, he was that he was a warlock and he was that chaotic like energy at the start where it's like, hey, there's this old guy who's been doing stuff. So we need to, you know find out where he is and it's like they go to find his grave and everything and they find me living in his house and it's just like yeah that was my grandfather and it's like is he still dead and it's like well he better be and like they go and check the <laughs> grave out they go and check like the grave outside and it's been dug up so it's like okay granddad's out i need to join you guys <laughs> so, mm. but, Shit's uh, <laughs> but it was like the chaotic mess of uh it was like the chaotic mess of like or was those boss fight you know where's Morthos and it's like I'm and I'm trying to get to the fight and it's like this earth elemental can go through ground right so I'm holding on to it as it's like going through the ground into this underground Ooh. chamber and then it's like bursting through the wall like the Kool-Aid man and then throwing me at the enemy because I have a uh, scroll uh, a pla uh, plane shift scroll in my hand that I'm gonna smack the boss with I remember you talking about this in the first episode it worked <laughs> Yeah. Mac the hag in the face with a spell scroll. <sighs> but it was oh, man. getting to the point is like he kept it was the chaotic party member that didn't detriment the party. He was just like, all of you guys have cool ideas. I got this one. Do we want to see how this one works? And it was like the crazier idea. But the party could still go and do their thing. And he would go and do his thing as a fallback. Yeah. That's funny. There we go. But, uh, fighting with that for yeah, like 20 was, minutes. And I think I was like... And playing with Luke uh, from a few episodes ago. You guys should watch the DM talk episode. Um, mm -hmm. Talking with... like Playing with Luke. Playing another tiefling, a tiefling bard. And like having that text chat to like act. Because same thing. He, has, he runs like a three hour session of like mostly combat. And... Uh, now it's fun, like, developing him as, like, and then giving these little, like, bits and pieces of, like, oh, he smiles and laughs and, you know, flirty on the outside. But then, like, there's these, like, moments of, like, there's something else going on kind of thing. Like, he keeps looking at this, like, unopened note that he has in his jacket and just keeps, like, putting it back and everything. So it's, like, building up mystery and then he dies. <laughs> so I didn't get to really do that. But now the role-playing is a uh, kobold who wants money but he doesn't know what the use of money is <laughs> and he just runs around with a sword and stabs things when he's told to that's so funny clang <laughs> clang all all cobalt names are onomatopoeias yep clang it's just bang. <laughs> it's just burp yeah just i, I remember i remember names. the i remember the the uh clarification for bang where it wasn't just bang, it's bang! Yeah, bang with an exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. I remember two uh, trying to like do that, because his timber is way different. It's like, <laughs> bet, bet. 
Bang! <laughs> yeah, it's like those little moments are great. And, uh, but I know we talked a lot about like our stuff this episode, but I hope it has helped uh, anybody watching. Uh, I, I, get... I wanted to, yeah, good. Sure. I mean, we can continue um, so with I... Yeah. I wanted to actually have a little bit of, um, we were talking, we were kind of touching on it a little bit, uh, when we were going to like, what are, what uh, characters would do. And then I kind of got on a soapbox about, uh, what my character would do as a yeah. person. Um, but the general advice I have for people who are like, I want to get better at improv. Uh, there's no, there's no set like advice any one person can give you. Just the little, the, the little bits of of like advice I would have is like, it, you know, it would be a microcosm of of help versus like Sharky was saying, just getting out there and just doing it and figuring it out in the moment. Uh, making a very snap decision of what my characters would do. And like I said, I have two different characters in this campaign. I have to very quickly be like, which one of them is more likely to respond in the moment? And then <laughs> go for it. I think my biggest thing that I've been working on is just like, whatever happens, just saying like, yep, that's what's going on right now. Because mm -hmm. in the only like sort of area of comparison I have is just like creative writing. And that's where I have like total control over every situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if I'm starting to write something I don't like, I'd be like, no, that's not what's going to happen. And you can't do that when you're when other people role playing with other people. You can't just be like, no, I don't want your character to do that. And Charlie knows that I'm bad at doing that. <laughs> so he will, per and he know he's known me, we've known each other long enough where he knows exactly what buttons to push and when, and when it's safe to push those buttons. So like, I feel like he's been a good sort of like partner into this foray because I know that he's not going to steer the character interaction into an area that I'm uncomfortable with, but still challenging me to just be like, come on, you can do it, buddy. I believe in you so hard. And that's what I think that's purely why like the Ophelia Atticus thing is happening. Cause he's like, you're, you could be having more fun and I want you to be having more <laughs> fun. And now I'm having more fun. Cause like I would watch everybody else in all the RP channels. Like when I first started playing, and just watch and be like, well, that would be so cool if I could, like, do that sort of thing that tries, like, as soon as I get my character out of wherever the hell he is, it's on. <laughs> and it was you just my split-second decision in that game to be like, okay, Wins put him in the hamster ball. I gotta go catch him. <laughs> you know, it's I'm really the only one here left with I've Wings. Go ahead. I've learned that uh, I named... Um, I named, or I think Sharky named a city in Atlantis, and I had I have accidentally named one of my next characters uh, uh, a variant of that name, <laughs> uh, and that's a Minotaur on the other side of the world. So yeah, because when I, I I pulled up like in a, a mostly fake Atlantis thing, I guess it's from some Greek writing that I don't know about, but it had like name of cities and everything. But like it's all still Greek. So when you're like, I'm gonna make this uh, Greek coded region minotaur it's like yeah the name's going to probably be similar <laughs> yeah like... uh so you have you made cleito and i made Cleit cleitos yeah so it's 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 about the same but i'm not going to change it i'm just keeping <laughs> it there um yes. good good minotaur boy i can't wait to play him i'm kind of cheating with him because i have played him in a one shot before um <laughs> but he's not the same as uh when i played him then I, get to, I know a lot more about Roll20, for one. I get to roleplay 
next week with Kev in a game, hopefully, where I'm playing a magical boy. <gasps> oh, magical boy! boy. He's, Are uh, you playing Clearhearts? No, he's playing, it's a D&D 5e, but he found a, a little uh, supplement that has, like, a single class for, or a single subclass for each class that's a variant of, like, the magical girl genre. Oh, nice. cool. I'm playing basically. I would just play I'm, Glitterhearts. I'm playing a wizard, but I'm playing like a card capture variant. So. Oh, that's so cool. That's actually <laughs> so, cool. That's uh, I've, I've, I've seen people play like card slingers. Uh, and I'm doing that because uh, this week I can't play in Luke's game because they had issues last week. So it's the same party being rotated into this week to make up for it. So that Luke's game is the one game I play pretty much every two weeks so uh oh god should i just go should i go over the games i play now it's no we don't it's have actually time. less sensible it's actually less <laughs> since the last time uh so um tuesdays i play star wars that's fun i play the brattiest fucking jedi that you've ever met in your entire life anakin skywalker uh, no she's older <laughs> she's much older and also a woman uh, I um those of you who may have seen Made in Abyss, uh, Haley, don't look at it. Um, uh, might know Ozin from that. I kind of modeled modeled my character after that. What am I not looking at? Uh, I specifically Made in Abyss. Do not do, do not I? watch it. I don't know if you're posting stuff in our Discord. I'm just saying here. Why do I have eight messages from Whipples? I should probably finish. Uh, she posted a pretty <laughs> she posted a pretty upsetting photo in the horny board. <laughs> I need to get in to uh, moderate my server. So. <laughs> uh, fast forwarding then. <laughs> and um, yeah, that'll probably be. Uh, and then Saturday, I play with you guys. And then I play one of two uh, two other games. And that's it. I don't play, I don't play a lot of games anymore. Neat, we're over time. <laughs> yep. But I think uh, to sum it up, with like just talking about our stuff uh i know it could be harder for listeners to like relate to our characters and their situations without knowing like the full context of it but the biggest thing is just try to do it more if try to instigate it at the table with your fellow players or your dm you know just if you want to get better at it in person and talking you just have to go for it i do feel writing makes it easier because you can take as much time as you need but if it's like a fast-paced like role play server then you're gonna if you're trying to take 30 minutes to type out one thing that moment might be gone mm -hmm. so it's it all comes down to the rules of the moderation of like servers you use or anything like that it's just something that it's practice like i think my lack of being a player uh hasn't helped my role playing so hopefully that's something that can change but it's just doing when it when i run when i run my bullshit you'll you'll get better at it yeah it's just doing it that's really it mm -hmm. just going in this is what my character would do at this time and then you might come up with a nice role playing nugget that you didn't think of last time and you're like it's also that's it's also easy around friends mm -hmm. it was really hard for me to get into character playing in a pathfinder game from a looking for for a looking for players group where the dm was friends with the other three players but i was the odd man out so three people that i didn't really know like trying to roll i couldn't really like find the right energy to like role play with them about stuff 
but it's definitely easier with people that you know and trust and people who can like vibe with what you're trying to do i had a similar experience with the curse of strad game yeah so it's just play with friends that's dandy just play with friends <laughs> but and i think with that we'll wrap up here unless you had something else you wanted to follow up with Haley. All right. Nah, I'm, I'm 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 the noob here. I'm just I'm just along <laughs> for the ride. <laughs> this was kind of our uh, throw together episode for this week. Uh, we are still trying we to get Haley Alvin back. and Charlie back. We were going to have Alvin before we had to reschedule, but that's unfortunate. Yeah. But we'll try to get the other that. host back and get more uh, more variety back into the topics rather than just you know role playing D and D. But we'll have next week to figure that out so <laughs> we say that every week we do and then we sunday night like what topic <laughs> so, but, um, uh, but that's been without yeah. context uh i have been decavolti with me as always is anxiety lasagna and sharky hat uh as always if you like what if you like what you hear you're hearing from us just you know leave a comment subscribe um if you don't like what what you're if you don't like what you're hearing from us, then why'd you stay for the entire hour and ten minutes that or however long we're going at this point? Thank you for that's the retention. That's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the retention, I guess, but like that's kind of weird. Um, as always, you can find uh, the links to all of our socials down below. Um, we have a flow code for um, the podcast itself, and then we also have a flow code for. I have a personal flow code because God, those things are just so useful. I'll have to double check um, the uh, I'll have to double check the links in this description and the video links in last description because I realized that when I posted the video with Luke and Pira for the first day, I still had all of Dom's information down there. No, so, so I had to go and correct that. So, oh God! All right, well, that aside, uh, we we will probably have that rectified by the time you're you're seeing this anyway. Yeah. Um I think okay, that's about cool. it. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye everybody. It's been without context podcast and goodbye.